0: Welcome to the Link and Grow podcast, a podcast all about giving voice to the experiences of diverse women in the health workforce. Before we begin, we would like to acknowledge the First Australians on whose lands we are creating this podcast on. We would like to pay our respects to the elders of the Nambri and Nanawal people, past, present and emerging. My name is Tanvi Nengrani and I will be your host for the Link and Grow podcast series. I'm a postgraduate student at the Australian National University at the Research School of Medicine and Psychology, completing my master's in clinical psychology. Today, I will be chatting with the mastermind of the Link program, Professor Dipti Talalaka. In this episode, we will be chatting about the Link program and how that has led to the creation of the Link and Grow podcast series we'll also be giving you a sense of what is to come with this podcast. Thank you so much for chatting with me today, Dipti. I was first hoping that we can give our listeners a little more information about the LINK program. So can you tell us a bit more about the program and how that has led to the podcast series?
1: Great to be here, uh, Tenvi, with you and um, welcome to all our listeners. Um, the LINK program started in 2021 during the um, uh, COVID pandemic. It started basically when the delta wave hit India in a in a uh, very bad way mm-hmm. and um, the world, I guess, was watching in horror. The Indian diaspora, including in Australia, uh, especially in healthcare, we feel particularly helpless, as you know. Some of us applied to go there and weren't able to because of the border closures. Um, so we set up a peer support program to allow healthcare professionals in Australia to to support uh, our colleagues in India. And we ran a number of programs. We provided clinical support, research support, and we set up an education uh, series, a webinar series, that ran for a good six months and was very well uh, prescribed to internationally. Um, so we ended up with these huge networks that were created internationally. And because it was sort of directed towards India, we had a lot of diverse staff from healthcare join in, not just from Australia, from but from across the world. Uh, so I guess in January last year, we had a planning day because we wanted to tap into those networks. We had about 800 to 1,000 subscribers by then. Mm. Um, and and figure out what kind of programs we could do that were meaningful to uh, to the people that we had engaged with. Uh, and so Link and Grow grew out of that. It was born out of a desire to support gender equity, uh, recognizing that women are particularly vulnerable in, in the workforce, including in healthcare. Mm. But then again, there are lots of uh, gender-based programs out there. So we wanted to have a point of difference and also recognize what would be meaningful to our audience, uh, which were overwhelmingly diverse. And so we started, we launched Link and Grow with a panel discussion last year on the barriers faced by diverse women in healthcare. That's on our website. And then we launched a blog. Mm. So the blog, there are plenty of stories there. Again, people can have a look on the website. If you just Google the link, ANU, uh, you, will, you will find the blog stories there. And I ended up talking to almost 90% of the women. And I was quite surprised to hear them discussing the, the barriers they had faced in healthcare quite quite openly. And, and so we thought it was time to, to make it more widely known so these uh, the the women that we feature in this podcast series are amazing strong resilient women who have often made the migration journey and then established themselves uh, in Australia so Um, I'm very proud of uh, of it and thank you so much for for hosting it because you've just been so amazing thank you so much I couldn't have done it without you and
0: without the support and I think yeah definitely something like this needed to exist and happen and I think it's a huge niche so I'm really grateful to be a part of it. Dipdi, can you tell us a little bit about your own experiences which made you so passionate
1: about this program? I'm going to reveal my age, I guess. <laughs> no harm in that. <laughs> <laughs> um, by talking about some of those experiences. I guess I grew up and was raised in India. And as everyone knows, it's quite a gender biased society. Um, so uh, quite early on, I learned to push back gently. Um, so if I give you one anecdote, um, my mum just happened to say to me when I was quite young, that my brother was going to learn a percussion instrument called tabla. Um, mm. And um, so I, I just offhandedly, I said, I'll learn it too. And she said, you can't, girls can't learn tabla. Um, girls learn sitar. And so I learned tabla for three years, even if I, even <laughs> though I didn't like it. <laughs> so you sort of learn to push back uh, gently against it. I eventually gave it up. <laughs> it wasn't my cup of tea. Um, when I joined medicine again, when I joined hematology, the first, my first day at the Christian Medical College, it's a very reputed um, uh, institution. But again, um, I had this uh, um, older, much older registrar uh, who tilted his chair back, leaned back and waved his hand at me and told me, go home. Oh. He said, no girl has ever lasted for more than a week in in uh, hematology. Mm. Uh, And that had been the case before, but um, uh, since then there are many women that have taken up hematology and um, so so you just learn to push back, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I guess. Uh, And then you make the migration journey and of course there's the whole intersectionality. Um, It's not just gender after that, it's also your race that comes into uh, place. Um, So um, yeah, there there have been uh, plenty of barriers, but I haven't stopped pushing back. (laughs) And I think if you look at the podcast, there's so many stories of others that have pushed back in the same way. Uh, Gently, always do it gently. (laughs) (laughs) No, definitely. And uh, I mean, that's incredible.
0: I think it is through trailblazers like yourself and other um, women in the health workforce who have really pushed back and made a mark. It's, It's with those experiences and with that past that myself and other young women in the health workforce can feel more comfortable in speaking
1: up and I guess
0: claiming space for themselves and I think
1: yes kudos to you. That's very heartening to hear that's exactly what we want Um, we want um, that's the the idea behind the whole link and grow program so yeah good to hear that. (laughs) Well can you tell us a bit more about the rest of the team um, so I think one of the strengths of the link program is that we have a very strong volunteer student support base so lots and lots of students um, and and there is a predominance of diverse women there everyone is welcome to join but Uh, So far, I think there has been a a predominance of those. So Jamila Noordin, um, you, Mm -hmm. uh, Danvi, and uh, Arpita Das, she's a a Bachelor of Medical Sciences student at the Australian National University. You were the people who actually thought of the questions, thought of uh, who to approach, uh, and then all of that got ratified by the rest of the team. But That was just amazing work. Uh, Jamila Noordin is a third-year medical student. Mm. Uh, You are a master's uh, in psychology student, (laughs) so we had a really good mix of uh, uh, women uh, leading this.
0: Yeah, and it was so amazing to work with women in other sectors of the health area. Um, I felt like I got to learn so much and um, got a sense of how grueling the medical journey is, but how resilient women and and everyone really doing that job,
1: how resilient they are. And I got to learn a lot from all of you too.
0: <laughs> well, my next question for you, Dithi, is what can people expect to hear about in this
1: series and why should they want to listen to it? I think that might be a question that you might be better off answering, Tanvi, because you've been the host for all of them. I, I did listen in to a lot of them and it was amazing. And There were so many times during each of the podcast recording that I went, oh my God, I, I can really relate to this. But I'll, I'll let you answer um, uh, some of that um, and then maybe I can talk a little bit about how that fits into... Uh, into cultural diversity in in Australia more broadly? Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I think if anyone's going to tune into this podcast series, they can definitely expect to hear the perspectives of many different women health professionals from such a diverse range of cultural backgrounds um, and who are in various stages of their medical journey. So you'll get the chance to hear about what made them want to start a career in their particular field, the barriers that they've faced along the way, and the way that they have managed both explicit and implicit forms of discrimination, which I think is really important, um, and, 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 is a, and is a conversation that needs to be had, um, especially when now discrimination doesn't just only present in these more overt ways, but they can come up in more of these casual racism or subtle nuances. Um, And they offer such amazing advice to upcoming women health professionals and health professionals just generally. And they all share a unique perspective on what progress looks like. So if that at all sounds interesting to you, you definitely
1: have to have a listen. So that's my pitch. But yeah, back to you, Ditti. Um, So I guess um, that's very true, actually. They all have different ways of dealing with um, barriers and all of them have faced um, uh, barriers in their journey. Um, But just the grace and uh, the resilience with which they've navigated that journey is just amazing to to, hear. I often reflect uh, about multiculturalism in in Australia uh, we have people from what 170 or 190 countries there are 300 languages spoken here uh, these are not easy things for a country to manage um, it's we celebrate multiculturalism but I guess if you think about it a little more deeply maybe we celebrate it at a Fairly superficial level, so mm. we we are very uh, keen to we are, we are keen travelers, mm-hmm. um, and we adopt food uh, very well, um, whether it's uh, coffee from Europe or uh, <laughs> uh, coffee from Vietnam or, mm-hmm. or or it's laksa or the Indian curry. Uh, we are we are all over it, uh, and likewise, I think when migrants come to Australia, they adopt the barbecue, mm-hmm. uh, the um, water sports, um, the lifestyle at the beach uh, very enthusiastically. Uh, but in terms of really understanding what makes each culture tick and what drives people from different cultures and how they can all work together to improve outcomes, I guess, for Australia and for both at a social level and at the workplace. Uh, is something that we are perhaps just starting to to uncover and, and um, uh, dig into. Um, so I think there's a lot that needs to be done in terms of people understanding each other and I guess even organizations recognizing that diversity, allowing everyone to feel psychologically safe and really tapping into everyone's strengths rather than trying to f- get people to fit a particular mould. There is no mould. Australia is a constantly, and any country, it's a constantly evolving thing. And and everyone who comes in from the first wave of migration onwards contributes to making Australia what it is.
0: Yeah, I think that's awesome. Um, And definitely, I think this podcast fits right well into that, into digging in deeper behind multiculturalism and not just considering it at the superficial level, because sometimes we can look at the more surface level things and just think, oh, Australia is multicultural. There's no racism. But it's, you know, actually unveiling what's happening underneath and in, in workforces and in, um, in even the health sector where a places where it's a place where people are caring for so many people in so many different ways, yet there can be still a neglect that happens for some of the workers in terms of discrimination
1: and things. And there's good data. There's there's good data out there to show that if you've got diverse teams, particularly in healthcare, your outcomes for the organisation, for patients, and for staff are much much better. Uh, so there's there's a real need to 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 change, I guess, how we uh, approach multiculturalism.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely, the Link and Grow podcast is upcoming, and people are going to be tuning into that. But did the other any other initiatives that people can look forward to from the
1: Link program? We recognize that people need to change or um, adapt intrinsically, uh, both from the mainstream and from multicultural communities, A- and organizations also need to adapt two multicultural workforces. Mm-hmm. Um, but through the link, besides what we are doing with Link and um, Grow and releasing this podcast, we are also starting a Link and Grow mentorship program. So we are partnering with Franklin Women. Um, that's a group that has been offering mentorship to women in science for a, for a long time now. And so over the last year, we've sort of co-designed a program that's specifically directed towards diverse women mentees. And it's going to have a strong focus on diversity and inclusion, um, so it'll be very useful for mentors as well. Um, so that's one, and the other thing we are coming up with is a leadership coaching program called Lincoln Leads. In fact, that that web page has just gone live recently, and that's um, it, that is an international program, so it's going to be open to people in low and middle income countries as well, and there's sort of geo pricing that's offered for that. But we're hoping that all of these initiatives will help individuals to communicate better, to claim their space mm-hmm. more confidently, as you uh, as you um, beautifully put it. Mm-hmm. Well, I look forward to seeing all
0: those different initiatives come up. And it'll be, I don't know, it'll be an exciting journey. So thank you to yourself, Dipti, for creating the Link Programme. It's going to make such a difference for so many people, um, the people involved in the program, but as well as the people listening to this podcast series, I hope that it makes a difference and people can feel like they can connect and relate to some of the experiences that the people we interviewed. Thank you, Tanvi.
1: I have to say to all the listeners, though, uh, just how amazing a job you've done with all of the podcasts. (laughs) I I was just so impressed because um, I, I don't know whether it's you intrinsically or your psychology background, but I was so impressed with the way you really listened to each of the women digested what they said and and uh, asked follow-up questions Uh, I think it's a real art and uh, more power to you honestly
0: (laughs) (laughs) thank you look at this women supporting women (laughs) 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 and modeling what the future should look like (laughs) well thank you again and thank you to our listeners I'm really excited for this podcast series to go live and I hope you all love it as much as we do thanks again bye bye